fiber broadband is making its way to Manhattan. WTC announced Wednesday a $50 million fiber network expansion, bringing broadband to all parts of the city within the next 36 months. CEO Jeff Wick says the project is being 100% privately funded. So it, it took some planning and, and right now is a little bit of an upheaval in our marketplace because there's a lot of federal money coming into broadband, which is increasing the, the cost of the materials. It's increasing the cost of the construction. So it took us a little bit of planning strategically to make this happen. The announcement preceding the company's business after hours, hosted by the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce last night, Director of Economic Development Darren Solden says having broadband changes the dynamic as Manhattan competes for economic growth opportunities. So this investment that we're hearing about today and the work that WTC is doing creates a situation where as a community and as a region, we have a better opportunity to be successful in economic development. An interactive map showing the timeline for broadband build-out can be found at WTCKS.com. Kansas State University contributed $2.3 billion in economic impact to the state, according to the university's latest economic and community impact report. K-State President Richard Linton shared details of the report Wednesday at the Kansas State Capitol as part of K-State Impact Day. This achievement is a testament to the collective effort of every member of the K-State community K-State Athletics, which is about a $500 million impact alone, the Kansas State Alumni Association, the Kansas State Foundation, and of course throughout our state, K-State Research and Extension. The university is requesting from the legislature $25 million in matching funds to help finish ongoing renovations within the College of Agriculture. K-State additionally is seeking a recurring investment of $5 million for an interdisciplinary water institute, as well as $2.2 million to pay off debt on the Biosecurity Research Institute. Linton also spoke Wednesday on the K-State 105 initiative. This fiscal year, our K-State 105 initiative received $5 million in state funding furthering economic growth and advancing all of our 105 counties. Linton also announced the launch of a new dashboard called All Things Kansas, offering data-driven mapping, reports, and insights into the state's 105 counties. Authorities are searching for a Washington County man who's been missing since Saturday. The sheriff's office says 44-year-old Ben Berger was last seen leaving the Marysville Walmart on Saturday, heading eastbound on U.S. Highway 36 in a red Nissan Xterra. He has not had any contact with any family or friends since. Berger is described as a white male, about 5 feet 7 inches tall, and weighing about 230 pounds. He's bald with hazel eyes. There's a photo of him on our website at newsradiokman.com. Anyone with information should contact the Washington County Sheriff's Office or the Kansas Bureau of Investigation. The Manhattan Ogden School Board received its annual Diversity and Inclusion Report Wednesday night. Committee Chair Suzanne Gleemore says the recruiting team has been widening the pool of more diverse applicants. One of the things that we'd heard for a long time when thinking about the diversity of the faculty and staff was that the pool itself was not that diverse, um, the pool of applicants. And so she's been really, really working on that to increase diversity in the pool, making it um, that much easier then to have diverse faculty and staff. Gleemore also spoke about improvements made in hiring, including revising the type and scope of hiring data reported to the board, as well as analyzing staff demographics, applicants, and current staff members. Board President Jamie Morris-Hardiman expressed gratitude for the changes made by the committee. I'm really grateful for everything that we have here. I did go back and watch the presentation that Ed put together um, in his paper. is really meaningful, so I hope people take the time to view that. The director of the Riley County Police Department spoke about the 2024 through 28 multi-year strategic plan and department goals this week. 
Included within that is the department's efforts to improve staffing numbers, with Brian Pete noting a goal of 80% staffing based on his own internal assessment. Pete answered a question at this week's law board meeting from board member Caleb James about when low staffing becomes a viable threat. I think it becomes a threat in the, in the area that if we were not able to hire enough people to fill, I, I, where we're at right now, we have barely enough, in my opinion, to, to function where we're at. Many of the goals are anticipated to be completed by 2028. Board member and Riley County Commission Chair John Ford cautioned that while the plan is good, some of the goals may take longer to achieve, noting RCPD should be prepared to extend out those goals beyond the next five years. Probably like most of us, I I think you're going to realize a lot of those are going to change enough to where you're probably going to have to push it out to maybe 2032 or 2034. Board members also favored more targeted approaches to pay raises to help as it prepares for its next budget. The Kansas State University Department of Agricultural Economics will be hosting the Kansas Farm and Ranch Transition Conference in Manhattan coming up on March 8th. That conference is designed to help farmers and ranchers plan for the transition to the next generation. Director of Office of Farm and Ranch Transition Ashley Westerhold says a 2012 Harvard Business School study found that 70% of family-owned businesses fail to transition to new owners successfully. Westerhold says the number is important because 85% of Kansas farms are family-owned. Oklahoma State University Agricultural Law Specialist Shannon Farrell will be the keynote speaker. The conference, again, taking place on March 8th. It'll run from 9 until 3 at the Manhattan Conference Center. Good morning, I'm Troy Coverdale with your sports headlines at News Radio KMAN as K-Man's morning news continues. Aoka Lee scored 34 points as 10th ranked K-State rallied to beat number 22 West Virginia in overtime last night at Bramlage 73-64. Lee scored the opening basket of the extra period, a two-pointer by Serena Sundell then followed as the Cats bolted to a very quick four-point lead in the extra frame. Gabby Gregory said before the game, we, we need to get the spark back. I think this did it. I think this got the spark back. I think this got the attitude, the toughness that we need. And it took a little longer than I wanted in that first quarter. But when we got it back, uh, you know, it was a ball game. Jeff Mitty's ball club gaining the return of Aoka Lee to the lineup after she missed the UCF game on Saturday with a tweaked ankle. Going around the mountain again is just hard. Yeah, Um, but I had to do, you know, what it took to get my body right. And I knew, like, Coach Mitty knew, I knew that, like, playing that game probably would probably just be digging myself a bigger hole than, like, coming out of that. Not that Mitty was confident that he would have his best player back. I wasn't sure after yesterday's practice. She went through most of it, but late, it got a little bit sore, and I thought maybe she did a little too much. Tested it this morning, and I think it was just okay, quite honestly. And she said she wanted to go. That came from medical to me. That didn't come. They said, hey, she wants to go, and I said, that's great news. The Wildcats with the win. Improving to 12 and 3 in the Big 12, 23 and 4 overall as they utilized a 9-0 run in overtime to win by nine. Also in the Big 12 last evening, number five Texas dropped Texas Tech 77-72, and number 24 Baylor was a 69-61 winner over Kansas. Men's Big 12 action last night, Oklahoma State dropped Cincinnati 82-77. In the top 25, number seven Marquette hammers DePaul 105-71, number eight Duke. 
blasts Miami 84-55. Number 12, Illinois, falls to Penn State 90-89. 13th-ranked Alabama clips number 24, Florida 98-93. Number 16, Dayton, falls to George Mason 71-67. 17th-ranked Kentucky loses by one to LSU 75-74. And number 22, Colorado State, is upended by New Mexico in the pit 68-66. Substate basketball opens tonight in the state's two smallest classifications. Blue Valley Randolph's boys travel to Pike Valley tonight for a 7 o'clock tip-off, while the Ram girls will open with Lynn on the 1A D2 bracket at 7 tomorrow night. In 1A D1, Frankfurt's boys will host Washington County tonight. Their girls have tomorrow off with a first-round bye. The 3A substates open Monday. Riley County traveling to Rossville for the boys' opener Monday night. The girls will travel to face the Bulldogs the following evening. State wrestling tournaments get underway today. The 6 and 5A affairs at Hartman Arena near Wichita and the 4, 3, 2, and 1A tournaments in Salina. Manhattan High is sending a total of 20 wrestlers to the 6A tournaments, 7 girls and all 13 boys that wrestled last weekend at regionals. It marks the first year that the boys and girls tournaments will run concurrently. It definitely is going to be fun to have everybody there in one venue uh, you know, over those, those th- three days instead of four. Um, you know, for us taking 20 wrestlers or down there between the boys and girls teams and have them all there in the same thing, competing at the same time is going to be a good experience for the program. Sean Bama says the boys are part of a very competitive field for the team title. The rounds are going to be quick. So the other round eight mats are part of it. So uh, things are going to happen really quick. Um, not a whole lot of time to to dwell on one round. You got to get ready for the next one. So it's a new experience. Uh and we're kind of looking forward to seeing what this looks like. The first rounds of action on the girls' 6A bracket get underway at 1.30 this afternoon. The boys open at 5.15. Wamigo has five wrestlers at the 4A boys' meet and one on the 4-1A through 1A girls' bracket. Rock Creek is sending three girls' wrestlers and one boy to their respective tournaments, and Riley County has one wrestler at the boys'. 3-2 and 1A affair will have coverage of the results starting this afternoon at 1.30 here at News Radio KMAN. Eric Hosmer announced his retirement from baseball yesterday following a 13-year career that included winning four gold gloves and helping lead Kansas City to victory in the 2015 World Series. Hosmer had been released by the Cubs last May after batting just 234 with a pair of homers in 31 games and elected to not pursue any other playing opportunities. He had played five seasons for the Padres after spending his first seven with the Royals. He then was traded to Boston in 2022 before finishing with the Cubs last year. He exits the game with a 276 career batting average and 198 home runs. He also was named the MVP in a lone All-Star Game appearance in 2016. Coverage of the state wrestling tournaments coming up this afternoon. We'll have reports beginning at 1.30 on News Radio KMAN. The Jerome Tang Coaches Show comes your way this evening at 7. The game this afternoon at 4 on K-Man.